Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And good morning to you. It is Monday, January the 25th, show number 4394, The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Hi there. How are you? Hope you are uh, ready to tackle the week. As we like to do, we will we will start with a verse or four this morning. <laughs> Matthew 7, 24, 5, 6, and 7. This came from our message yesterday from our pastor, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The words he's referring to are the words of the Sermon on the Mount. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell, 
and great was the fall of it. Boy, you could take that into a lot of areas of life. But there are a couple points here I want to highlight. First and foremost, the storms, the floods came to both. Just because you commit your life to Jesus and you are a Christian does not mean you will avoid the storms and the floods. The issue is sustaining through them. And there's the second point. Build your life on the right things. Create the proper foundation for your life, for that of your children. Teach them the same basic principles and they will be sustained through the floods, through the storms, through the difficulties. Now, there's there's something else that happened yesterday that I, I, I'm going to go ahead and mention. <clears throat> Our pastor, Marshall Oaks, issued a 40-day fast challenge, just a challenge. And the challenge is 40 days without social media. Just push away from it for 40 days. Instead of posting updates to your family about your family, call them. Pick up the phone and call them. Send them a direct message. Send an email to them, a a note, a letter, a card, but no social media. That's the challenge for 40 days. March 5th, I think, is the uh, cutoff. So, just a thought. If you'd like to take a shot at it and see if life, in fact, does get a little bit more peaceful for you. Ten minutes after the hour, back with this date in history as we get started on Monday on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Say of sensibility. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A running the radio broadcast. Hello, young man. Good morning. How are you? Good. I am uh, I'm in a minor state of mourning this morning. The Green Bay Packers losing to Tampa Bay. If you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, congratulations to you. Um, yeah, two plays kind of decided that game. The end of the first half and the beginning of the second. That being said, I was telling Grant, I just, you know, I can handle Green Bay losing. They lost three times this year, four now. What I can't handle is inconsistency in officiating. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw the flag on an obvious tug, which that was on the the final drive of the game for Tampa, where they killed the clock, um, you gotta you gotta throw the thing a few times earlier in the game when it led to an interception and some big plays being canceled against green i mean if you're gonna do that you've got to be consistent and they generally let him play all game long and on an uncatchable pass because tom was not accurate last night uh green bay uh sadly was the victim of it all but what's done is done it's okay the sun comes up today and i'm fine with that i just yeah I'm not going to say the better team won. I would say that Tampa deserved to win that game yesterday because of the mistakes Green Bay made. They had their opportunities. Plus, I think I think the coach, Matt LaFleur, made one tough call at the end of the game. 
he probably needed to keep the ball in the hands of his quarterback um, for one more play instead of kicking a field goal. But it's done. I uh, I have great respect and admiration for Tom Brady. I really do. He's he's just you can't ignore the fact this team lost more games in a one last year, and this year they're in the Super Bowl. That's Tom Brady. It just is. It's what happens when you play a better caliber of quarterback with the team that they had built around Jameis Winston. By the way, there's audio, video floating around right now of Drew Brees walking over to Jameis Winston saying, it's your team now. I saw that. (gasps) I know. First of all, um, I'm not sure that... um, that the other quarterback, whose name escapes me all of a sudden, I played for Green Bay for a, a summer, who's the backup quarterback in New Orleans. Other than Jameis Winston? Yeah, yeah. Jameis isn't remember. the backup. I can't remember. It's the guy who runs the option for him. Did he play at BYU? Yes, he played at BYU. Taysom Hill. Yeah. Um, Taysom Hill will have something to say about whether that's Jameis Winston's team or not. But anyway... Uh, let's see. This date in history, 1890, Nellie Bly completes her 72-day around-the-world trip, beat uh, Phileas Fogg by a week. 1915, Alexander Graham Bell makes a call from New York to San Francisco, inaugurating the Transcontinental Telephone Service. In 1937, The Guiding Light debuts on radio, later moves to TV, become the longest-running drama ever broadcast. Women would refer to those as... My stories. Seriously. 1959, American Airlines inaugurates the transcontinental jet flight with the Boeing 707, the first successful commercial jetliner. And in 1961, JFK, then president, holds the first live televised presidential news conference. So there you have it. When we come back, slip of the tongue and more on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station. All righty, here we are, Monday morning on the morning show with Preston Scott, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ebullient and ready. Sal Nuzo in hour number three will join us. We'll talk about the Florida legislative session, and I'm going to be asking some very important questions about what direction that legislative session may take as it relates to elections. You might say, Preston, Florida got it right. Yes, but we need to safeguard it for generations to come. So we'll talk about that. we got bills in for next hour. Scheduled Dr. Joe Camps. And, uh, and of course, tomorrow, U.S. Congressman Dr. Neil Dunn. Some very pointed questions. Uh, we will talk about City Walk and the homeless shelter questions that are swirling about in just a few minutes. But first, what is about to happen? This is Now, if you happen to have a youngster listening right now, this is not a bad word. We're not... There's not going to be any off-color profanity issued here. We we steer clear of that 
every now and then there might be an emphasis on, you know, a, a word or two that we would just to, to emphasize angst. In this case, this is just, <clears throat> it's, it's just something Chuck Schumer said, <clears throat> and I'm referring to this now as a Schumer. When there's a slip of the tongue, we're going to call it a Schumer. Up, oh, that's a Schumer. I think we've we've got the name, and, and there's just nothing better than just letting it play. Make no mistake, there will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection against the United States. All of a sudden, everyone returns to their middle school humor form. <laughs> I suspect there's a little bit of coffee that just got did spit up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he said it. Uh, it was Friday, it, and and when he said it, and he corrected himself. If you watch the video, he kind of goes, "Ooh, <laughs> guess that shouldn't have said that." Whoops. Yeah. Um, but but it got me thinking. There there, you know. This is going to be a a sweet time because the mainstream media can't cover up everything that Joe says. You know, let's go back to the famous comments at the Aquatic Center. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. Mm. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was trained, and then watch the hair come back up again. Yeah. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. That was unedited, folks. That was, that was, that was Joe Biden. Man, there were like, every time I hear that, there are like three left turns in that monologue. I just, where did that come from? Well, clearly the roaches and all that is part of an earlier, it was in the context of something he said earlier. But that portion was unedited. That that's that's Joe creepy. That's just creepy. Same guy who loves to sniff women's hair. Then there was Kamala Harris. She's he's not alone. Kamala on uh, Nora O'Donnell, sixty minutes back in October. What I will do, and I promise you this, and this is what Joe wants me to do. Mm. This was part of our deal. Yeah, our I deal. will always share with him my lived experience as it relates to any issue that we confront. And yeah. I promised Joe that I will give him that perspective and always be honest with him. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. <laughs> no, it is the perspective of, of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America, who was also a prosecutor who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India who also you know likes hip-hop <laughs> socialist come on but let's let's just remember as things come crashing down around us over the next couple of years just remember the advice joe biden gave to those in America. A Gallup reported last week 56% of Americans said that they were better off today than they were four years ago and would have been under the Obama Biden administration. So why should people who feel that they are better off today under the Trump administration vote for you? Well, if they think that, they probably shouldn't. There you go. 
If you think you're better off, you shouldn't vote for him. Well, too many of you didn't take that advice because you didn't like Donald Trump. Oh, you didn't like him. Yeah, let me know how you like not being able to pay your bills. Let me know how you like inflation. Let me know how you like killing fossil fuels and jobs. We're just six days in, folks, and he's already sent tens of thousands of people packing from their jobs. But you like him better. Okay, okay. Let me know how that works out for you. I tell you, if I said it last week, if I were to have brain surgery, I want the guy who's the best brain surgeon, whether I like him or not. 27 minutes after the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to fourpatriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. A speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on WFLA. I have a massively large paper clip here that contains the big story stories in the press box. Good morning, Monday on the morning show. Day six of the Biden-Harris siege on the country. Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. And whatever is contained inside this paper clip is big stuff. And these two stories link together. First, you have Joe Biden. Let me read the entire quote. If we fail to act, there will be a wave of evictions and foreclosures in the coming months as this pandemic rages on. Let me pause for just a moment. He is referring to if we fail to deliver more handouts, more cash, more deposits in bank accounts. As this pandemic rages on, because there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic. Oh. 
Nothing, huh? That's not what he said when he campaigned. When he campaigned and the mainstream media added on, they were mercilessly attacking President Donald Trump for his mishandling of the pandemic, citing all of these interventions that could be done to change the pandemic, the trajectory of the pandemic. Now, suddenly, ostensibly with information now at his disposal that you would think he would have as a candidate for president, he's come to a different conclusion. There's nothing we can do. Hmm. Do I think he's lying? Nope, I don't. I think he's telling the truth. He was lying when he was running for office. And is he going to be called for it? Justin Amash, former congressman from Michigan, a Trump hater from the word go, is now calling out Joe Biden. Haven't we been told for months that restrictions and mandates were necessary to change the trajectory of the pandemic? Hey, Justin, shh, shh, you didn't help. No, don't, 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 no, 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 no. This is the guy you wanted in office over Donald Trump. Stop. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Then connected to this story, Gavin Newsom. First, he's, he's going to face a recall election. They have 1.2 of 1.4 million signatures needed on a petition to recall him. They're going to get 200,000 before March. They have until March, and they have 1.2-plus million signatures already. Gavin's going to go for a recall. But the state health department refuses to release data that they say justify the governor's lockdown orders. They're being sued for public information. They refuse to release it. Now, why would that be? Because the data doesn't match the actions. It doesn't justify them in any way, shape, or form. And these two stories really do connect. I believe that we have been scared into masking I believe it is intentional I believe it's done to damage an economy and therefore I was right back in March when I said this was a bunch of nonsense what we were trying to do a virus is going to do what a virus is going to do 40 minutes after the hour known as Mr. Know-it-all the Morning Show with Preston Scott, News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Forty-two minutes after the hour, just getting started on Monday on the Morning Show with Preston Scott, day January twenty-five and number forty-three ninety-four of the radio program, City Walk is getting some attention in a manner it doesn't necessarily want. 
criticized in some quarters, uh, especially on the east side, Buck Lake uh, subdivision, the area in and around their um, their shelter on Mayhan that's been opened up because there are homeless people wandering around in neighborhoods and uh, people don't feel very safe in the area. And so they have been very proactive. Uh, Renee Miller heads up the program. They have been very proactive in trying to reach out to the neighbors and neighborhood and the businesses in the area. Um, there, there are a couple of things that compound this problem, and we're going to take a couple segments to talk about the Q&A that it got engaged in, and I've been provided with it by Renee. Numbers of people at the shelter, do they allow children to stay there? No. Uh, hours of operation and so forth. Um, problem one is the city and the county don't want anything to do with homelessness. They don't want to have, they don't have a plan. They don't have one. They don't. They just don't. They take our tax dollars ostensibly to help the problem, but they don't have a cohesive plan. What we know is there are encampments that are growing in this community, and it's not helping this community. Now, where I may or may not disagree with homeless advocates is the manner in which we help them. I don't believe that we have a real strong program that encourages people to get off the streets. We don't have mental enough mental health facilities and help available to treat those that are homeless because of mental health issues. And so because of their mental health issues, they struggle finding employment, they struggle with petty crimes, And sometimes those things escalate. But in our country, we don't prioritize this adequately. You know, we spend money on a lot of really stupid, foolish things in our country. Helping veterans, for example, that are dealing with mental health issues is not one of the priorities in this country, and it's wrong. This shelter is scheduled to be open until March 31st. But that's just a goal. How long will it occupy the building on Mayhan? They control the property till December 2030. They have gone to keeping the shelter open during the day, creating some daytime activities or options for those staying at the shelter during the day to discourage them from loitering in and around in the businesses in the area, in the neighborhood. Look, and that's where I appreciate what City Walk's trying to do. It is a biblical admonition to help those that are less fortunate than oneself. At the same time, I'm not certain that the city and the county are doing anything to help. And so this is one basic ministry that's trying to do something. The Kearney Center isn't housing the homeless. They're putting them in hotels on North Monroe Street because of COVID. So we've got to take a deeper look, and we'll do that next on The Morning Show.
The Morning Show with Preston Scott. And I live in a van down by the river. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. All right, 52 minutes after the hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. It is a story I know Steve Stewart at Tallahassee Reports is following. City walk, homelessness in general, the city, the county, the Kearney Center. You know, how? Why can't we use the homeless center that we have and that we help fund with our tax dollars? I don't, I don't get it. Renee Miller, City Walk, they don't use tax dollars. This is funded by their store operation and donations. She sent me a note yesterday that um, it might have been Saturday. She said, perhaps you can help us take a poll. And she's asking this of those that live on the east side of town, in and around Mahan, Buck Lake, that, that surrounding area. Would you support our presence here if, one, we agreed not to allow anyone designated predator to stay here and remove the two currently registered here with that label in the next 30 days? Two, we had a weekly street team in uniform that picked up litter between 1709 Mahan and Magnolia Drive. Three, agreed to a lower number of guests and no overflow. These are things we could compromise on if it would gain the acceptance of the neighbors. Are there other ideas we could discuss? So I know Renee well enough. I I, I can't say that we're friends, we're acquaintances. But I know of Renee well enough to know she's going to do what she believes God has placed in her heart to do, and that's to help people that are homeless. I respect that. That's laudable. We might disagree on the best way to climb that mountain. I I think that many people that are homeless are choosing to be homeless. And to anybody that says, who would choose that, talk to some of them. I have. I've seen the interviews of the people that took over downtown Seattle. They're choosing to live this way. This is what they want. There's another segment that have mental health issues. They need help. And I wish the faith community would all step forward and support efforts because I'm a firm believer that that's the type of counseling one needs to get, faith-based counseling, not counseling that requires a prescription that's turned to and, and is needed from time to time, but not nearly as often as our culture's prescribing, you know, medications to people for, for mental health issues. It does play a role, but not nearly as frequently, in my opinion. And so, you know, Renee and City Walk, they're, they're basically saying, we're going to help these people. What we'd like to do is find a way to do it that gains your support. And so I, I, and this is where it's really frustrating because the city and the county, what are you doing? 
you know, I'm going to talk to John Daly later this week, and I'm going to ask the mayor, what, why is everyone scared of dealing with the homeless problem? You know, we're making proclamations about the, you know, the, the happenings in Washington, D.C., but we're not dealing with problems right here. What's the problem with that? Why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we addressing it? I don't think we should be allowing panhandling in any circumstances, period, end. And if, if, if that means, you know, we say no to everybody except the fire department when they're doing their fundraising for MDA, I would even say it's time to end that then just as a matter of fairness. There's no panhandling in intersections, street corners, outside of, of businesses and so forth. We got the news coming up next. It's the morning show. Five minutes after the hour, it is hour number two of the morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning. Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. Running the radio broadcast, I'm here in Studio 1B, and I'm just Preston Scott. Great to be with you this morning. It is show 4394, day six of America Under Siege, the Biden-Harris administration. Did I just hear that right? Did the Fox News anchor, who, by the way, overemphasizes the letter S, the Tampa Bay Bucks. We'll play the Kansas City Chiefs. Come on. Come on. Stop it. You don't talk that way at home. Honey, get me some toast. Where the kids. You don't talk that way. Stop it. Did I just hear in the newscast that Joe Biden is emphasizing by American? Well, certainly the mainstream media is going to be guffawing, making fun of. Hollywood elites will be jamming on him. America first? What? What's that about? All we've heard for four years was ridicule the idea that we ought to be thinking of American interests first. Oh, no, 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 no. Joe Biden doesn't get a pass from the mainstream media and the Hollywood elites on this one. Some of you are saying, Preston, you should be happy. That's not the point. See, people that think that way, you don't get it. Donald Trump was vilified for four years before he ever took office, in fact, for daring to say America first. That isn't what he said, Preston. He said, let's make America great again. America was never great. Yes, it is. Yes, it was. It's not as great as it used to be. Probably won't be as great tomorrow as it was today. It's sliding quickly. But no, no, no. The idea was putting America first, and Joe Biden's going to get a pass? He's, he, he's signing an executive order? 
putting American something to do with if 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 X amount of the product is made in America, then you get status that gives you these benefits. Whatever. I don't even know what it's all about. I just know that it's about America first. And he's not going to be lampooned for that? How about this? Is the mainstream media going to hold him accountable for running on the platform of, yeah, this whole pandemic, Trump's botched the whole thing. Whole thing. He had a steady hand in the in the White House, a steady, steady person running things. We wouldn't be having this problem. We would get this under control. And now Joe Biden says on a Friday, by the way, the dump, the 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 weekend dump. Uh, yeah, there's nothing we can do. That's it. I mean, he didn't say it that way. What he said was, "There's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic." What he should have said was, "And yeah, there's nothing we can do." What? Wait, wait. What was that, Mr. President? Um, what do you mean? Huh? Huh? What? I got hairy legs. That that the turn turn blonde in the sun. Kids, kids love to rub my legs and watch the hair jump back up. Love kids on my lap. Yeah. What are you talking about? What pandemic? Is he going to get a pass on running and saying one thing and now admitting to what some of us have been been saying since March? It's a virus. You can't stop a virus with a mask. Is that why California won't release the data? They won't release the data. It's public information. They won't release it. The State Department of Health in California says it'll just confuse the public. Is that what the truth does? It confuses the public. This is how the elites deal with you. They talk down to you. They patronize you. And they just ignore. I'm just... I'm so over all of this it's 10 minutes after the hour it's the morning show lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on on the right, that's four Patriots, the number four, Patriots.com slash on the right. When you thought you were right, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. 
11 minutes after the hour, morning show with President Scott. I'm way ahead of the the fast that our pastor called. Our pastor challenged everybody, just get off social media for 40 days. Try it. See if life doesn't simplify for you a little bit. See if you find less angst. Just get off social media. Stop Twitter, stop Facebook, just stop all of it. It's amazing what happens. Now, you know, I am just getting mercilessly bombed by Facebook. They want us back. I'm getting texts. I'm getting emails. You you might someone posted something. You might want to see what they're saying. Just, do you want to come back? Do you want to come back on the Facebook? I I haven't I haven't stopped our page and shut it down. It's not mine to do. I can't do that. I don't have authority to do that. But I don't have to interact with it. I'm not going to. I'm done with Facebook. Till Mark Zuckerberg comes out publicly, apologizes, admits what they've done is wrong, and that they engaged in censorship, not having anything to do with it. Just not. This is, you know, and it's so funny. I had someone, you know, when I when I first put that on there, someone goes, yeah, right. Haven't been back. Not gonna. Not gonna do it. Little George H.W. Bush, not gonna do it. Not, just not. I'm not going there. Anyway, um, I, I just I challenge you. Forty days. Give it a shot. See what happens. See what happens. I thank you for listening to the broadcast. We're going to always do our very best to be forthright with you. When there's a story we, we're not sure of, we'll try to make sure that you know we're not sure about this. This is what we're hearing. I do my best. I've made mistakes over the 4,394 4, shows I've done. But when I'm made aware of a mistake, I we correct it. I record every show, every show. That way, when inevitably I have people that say, I heard you say this, and I didn't say that. You heard what you had hoped I would say so that you could react to it or be angry or whatever. And and sometimes it's, you know, something that you would agree with, but I didn't say that either. We record it all so that it's there. We have a story sitting here right now from the um, classroom to the state capitol. Apparently, Florida International has trained dogs to sniff out COVID-19. And uh, they are coming to the State Emergency Ops Center and as part of a feasibility study to see if this actually does work. Um, They're not sniffing out people. They're sniffing out surfaces to determine if there's contamination on chairs, surfaces, and so forth. Although, allegedly, they are going to be used to check out... um, People at American Airlines Arena beginning Thursday. They're going to see if they can tell if uh, fans coming in to see a Miami Heat game have COVID or not. Now, all I can say is they better be right because if someone drops some coin on some tickets and they get kept out because of a dog, I'm going and getting tested. And if my test comes back negative, you're going to owe me whatever it costs me to get tickets to that game. You're paying me back. So... You know, I mean, whatever. I I just, again, we've just, 
no, I'm not. I'm not going there again. Mega Millions one billion dollar ticket was sold in Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer allegedly the win. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, the winning number is four twenty six, forty two, fifty, sixty, and the Mega Ball was twenty four. So someone won uh, one billion. The one, the cash option, seven hundred and thirty nine million dollars before taxes. So 30% of that, you can live off the rest of it. Just saying. 16 minutes after the hour, come back with more on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. WFLA at WFLAFM.com on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos and iHeart's radio station. Two minutes after the hour, the morning show with Preston Scott, Bill Zimfer. I'm going to tell you a hint. I'm, 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 going, to, I'm going to tell you something here. And I'm saying it every day this week because I'm just, I'm helping myself. And, and you know, I will always look out for me first. I don't want a bunch of email, texts. People that happen to have my personal phone number, I don't want to hear about it. I'm letting you know now. And these are this is tough. This is Bill Zimfer's final week. Just I know. I know. This is it. <laughs> Bill's retiring. I, I'm, I'm I'm happy for him. Uh we traded some email. He broke the news to me uh, a couple weeks ago. He said it's it's been coming for quite a while. It just snuck up on him, and he said, here we are. He said, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, and so we won't. I will briefly mention it on Friday in our segment with Bill, the Bill Folder. It'll be the final Bill Folder. Maybe six months or so from now, maybe Bill will join us from time to time with another peek inside the Bill Folder. So we'll keep the Bill music standing by. We do not know who will be replacing Bill as our regular national correspondent. We do not have that information at this time. So uh, this is the final week with Bill Zimfer. Bill's uh, Bill's said he's just he's had a great career and he's done. He he's he wants to do other things with his time. And so uh, you know he kind of suggested I had to think about doing the same thing and I hung up on him but you know that that's you know we didn't really have to get personal like that but it just kind of ended that way and so that's all right but uh but at any rate so I'm just letting you know enjoy Bill this week because it's just it's just <laughs> it's his final week and uh and we'll just do what we've done for 19 years is you know, we had Joe Gomez before we had Bill. You know, Bill Bill's been the best. I mean, Bill's been the best. You know, maybe he's going to buy an RV or something. I'm going to ask him. You know, maybe the, the maybe the final Bill folder is going to be me doing a Q and A with him. Maybe that's what we'll do. So I don't, 
you know, have him feel the the pressure of doing like an accordion encore or something like that. RVs have just, I don't know if you know, they are just exploding. Doesn't they, surprise oh me. Oh my goodness gracious. People are cooped up. They're ready to get out. Outdoorsy is a company that is expecting $1 billion in sales by the end of the next quarter. Um, it has seen 44% growth, but in reality, the, um, the 400% growth year over year is more accurate. Let's see. It's, uh, outdoors, he's seen 400% growth year over year, surged 4,600% from April, 2020 to October. 44% of the company's transactions occurred last year. Its bookings for this month are on par with that of the summer. Millennial RV bookings grew 70%. That's the the category that apparently has grown the fastest, millennials. People are wanting to travel, but they want to do it safely. I'll be curious. I, I would, if they dared ask a deeper question, I would bet that, that safety is a small piece of the puzzle. I think a larger piece of the puzzle is they just don't want to deal with the hassle. They don't want to be deal with the hassle of having to wear masks in hotel lobbies, wear masks flying on an airplane. That's why I'm not flying anywhere. Not going to do it. And and you know, here's the real possibility. The real possibility is I may have flown my last commercial airline flight ever because I won't wear a mask and just sit there with a mask on for two hours. I will not do that. Now, it's me. But I wonder how many of these people really are just safety versus hassle. 27 minutes after the hour, the aforementioned Bill Zimfer on deck on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Someone has to say it. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. News team, assemble! And we've assembled here on Monday, January 25th. Show number 4394. Grant Allen over there, Studio 1 AM here in Studio 1B. Joining us, former Miami Dolphins play-by-play man. He is the one and the only Bill Zimfer. Hello, Bill. Good morning, Preston. Happy Monday. Did, well, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Green Bay didn't win. I feel yeah. I feel jobbed a little bit. Now, you know what? What, what? what are your takeaways from the Green Bay game? Well, here's my major takeaway. There was a apparently a, a COVID influence in that game because I believe that the officials' flags were in quarantine. <laughs> until the end yeah yeah until that that one key critical pass interference call at the end hey when did when did the nfl do away and and this has been going on for a couple of years now when did they do away with factoring in the catchability of the ball yeah that that's a great question because that that's a perfect example right there um 
You know, I'm, I'm, you don't, it, they, it's no longer a factor. They no, no, no longer make that signal where they would pass the, their hand over their head, meaning uncatchable ball. Right. Uh, several years ago, I don't know exactly when, but, yeah, uh, you know, that is a situation where it should, that should still be part of it as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, that was my feeling on it yesterday. They were not uh, calling anything. And uh, there were numerous plays uh, that during the regular season you would have seen pass interference or, or holding called. Uh, and it, it really is uh, an offensive holding as, as well on the offensive line. Sure. Um, that, w- that was my main observation of that game yesterday. You know, it's interesting because obviously I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, always yeah. will be, and, and would have loved to have seen those guys go there. You still can't get past the fact that Tampa Bay won fewer games than they lost last year. One year later, they got Tom Brady in there in the Super Bowl. It is that's incredible, isn't it? It because is. You think it you is think back. You think back. How many times, Preston, have we seen teams take a chance on a quarterback uh, who may have had a glorious career at the end of his career, hoping that that glory comes back and he can make it to the Super Bowl again. Most recently, Brett Favre. Uh, I mean, but even you go back, uh, Joe Namath and Johnny Unitas. Well, Joe Montana. Joe Montana, absolutely, with the with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, and but to, for Tom Brady to do it to to leave New England, new coach, new offensive coordinator, new surroundings, and get him back to the Super Bowl is just incredible. What are your early thoughts on Kansas City and Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl? Does home field matter when what few seats are going to be sold are going to go to corporates and elites? I think it does, Uh, just because of the fact that, uh, number one, you're not caught up uh, in, now, of course, it doesn't impact people like Tom Brady, who's been there, this will be his 10th Super Bowl, but uh, you don't get caught up in everything surrounding the Super Bowl, especially this year, uh, that uh, all that's going to be tamped down a little bit. In fact, Kansas City's not even traveling into Tampa until 48 hours before the game, but just the fact that you don't get caught up in all of that. You're in your familiar surroundings, even though it isn't your home fans. There, there will still be a, you know, more crowd noise than you've had all season long, not canned crowd noise. And uh, that will make a difference. Uh, there's no doubt about that to me. Now, I think the unsung hero of the weekend for Tampa was their defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. Oh, completely, I mean, they, yeah. They took away Devontae Adams. Uh, then they put pressure on on Aaron Rodgers, and they stopped the run game. You do those three things, uh, and you take away a weapon, put pressure on, stop the run. You're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, Aaron still had a pretty good game, but red zone yeah. defense was the, was the difference. And oh yeah, there's that mistake at the end of the first half. Yes. I'm going to predict a new defensive coordinator in Green Bay next year. Ah, uh, very possible. Very possible. So, who are you picking right now? Super Bowl. Uh, I hey, it's too good a story. Tom Brady's too good a story. I would just have to say that. All right. Okay. Bill, thank you very much. We'll talk again tomorrow. Sounds good. Thanks, Preston. Thank you, sir. Bill Zimfer with us here on the... See, I'm not a bitter Green Bay fan. They had plenty of opportunities to win that game. They didn't. So congratulations if you're a Tampa Bay fan. 40 minutes after the hour, the big story in the press box next on The Morning Show. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Shazam! News Radio 100.7 WFLA.
Okay, Dr. Joe cannot be with us today. It happens. Surgeons get called into ERs, and that is exactly what has happened with Dr. Camps. So, uh, Dr. Camps, praying for you and your patient this morning. Uh, Hope things go well for everybody. But uh, no healthy expectations today. So instead, the big story in the press box. (laughs) Joe Biden, speaking of healthy expectations, nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the virus. Please tell me that I'm not the only one that's sitting with jaw agape over this. Someone please inform me because I I only frequent the sites when I want to prove that they're not reporting something. Tell me if CNN and USA Today and the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Huffington Post, please tell me where this story can be found. I mean, certainly it would be the lead story. Unless it's not. You know about the Friday dump, folks, right? I I mean, you've listened to the show enough to know about the media. I learned this in news when I was in high school. I I did news for an FM radio station in Phoenix as a 17-year-old senior in high school. I was 17 when I graduated from high school. And and I learned it's called the Friday afternoon dump. Stories that you don't want the media to really spend much time on, you dump them on Friday, usually later in the day. Because by the weekend and we get around to Monday, it will have been pushed away and kind of forgotten. And that was back in the day when we didn't have constant news. They And I think that's what birthed it. There wasn't as much news, and the hope was that you had Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, and weekends were big sports days, so they would kind of take a news-type slot in a lot of coverage and take more space in print and recorded media. Today, there's news all the time, so the Friday dump is even more effective. Unless you have news editors that are principled. The fact that Joe Biden campaigned on there being a totally different outcome to this pandemic once he was in charge. And now he's saying there's nothing we can do. That is remarkable. Now, I think he's being absolutely honest. And this this is a fear Democrats should have. Joe's capable of throwing out a little honesty. He's capable because he's like, come on, man, come on, that's Joe, sit down, have a beer, come on, man, I ride the trains, I got hairy legs, turn blonde in the, in the sun, and kids love to rub my legs, and I love kids jumping on my lap, yeah, he also said, we need to buy American, my gosh, Those are two stories right there that he should be filleted over in the mainstream media. 
Trump was excoriated for four years mercilessly for daring to say America first. Joe Biden's being lauded for it. If that doesn't cause you to stop your newspaper subscriptions, I don't know what will. 46 minutes after the hour, it's morning show with me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Programs. It's time to act like Spock. Stop feeling and just use reason. Nine to noon on WFLA. How do you do that? I just, I, I can't. I just have. Exquisite muscles. Grant's going with the Star Trek salute here. And, yeah, and the Glenn I Beck to, rejoin. I have to work so hard. To do the Vulcan. To do the Vulcan. Live long and prosper thing. Yes. I have to I have to will it into place. And you can just interchange can, it. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. More COVID-related stuff. Uh, we, we talked in the last segment, Joe Biden can't do anything to change the trajectory. Forget the fact that that just passively acknowledges what I've been saying since March. And if and, and I just did the commentary. If you feel better socially distancing, great. If you feel better wearing a mask, absolutely wear one. If you feel better getting a vaccine, get the shot. But I'm going to tell you right now, at least in this county, they need to stop with the mandate. We're continuing to hurt businesses. Stop with all of this. Let people, let private businesses decide for themselves what they're going to do. I've said that. All right. California is not answering public record requests on coronavirus data. They refuse to let it out. Why would that be? And I'm not I'm I'm just going to let you fill in the blank for a second. Why wouldn't 
the State Department of Health release the the information on COVID in the state of California. Why wouldn't you do that? They claim it would confuse the public. I think the only reason you do that is so that you can continue to manipulate the data or just make it up. You can just make it up and justify what you want. The problem that they're going to face is there are lawsuits. First, there's Governor Newsom's uh, potential recall election, and he's going to face one. But how do you, for example, say it's safe to go to a marijuana dispensary, it's safe to go to Costco, it's safe to go shopping at Macy's, but you can't go to church? They're going to lose that lawsuit eventually. It may not happen at the local level. It might not happen in, in, in the local appellate court. But it's going to eventually get to a court where they're going to go, what? No. And California's going to have to prove their position. And they're going to have to release this data. But why wouldn't they? It's what you do when you want to lie to people. And that's, again, this is the hallmark of the left. Sadly, there are enough Republicans that are complicit with this kind of thing to cause concern. But this primarily never happens in Republican-run states. It just doesn't. You want the data? Here you go. But then there's this. Did any of you notice suddenly, less than a week after Joe Biden is president, Gretchen Whitmer opens up restaurants in Michigan? Lori Lightfoot in Chicago did the same. Now, just 25%, and I love the line of one of the Michigan lawmakers. He said, 25%, huh? Let's just pay Governor Whitmer 25% of her salary then. And you know what? That would have been a solution I could have lived with. For any entity evoking limits on businesses, then the elected leaders live under the mandate they put. If they are closed, you're closed. You don't get paid. If they're open for 10% of their business, 25% of capacity, you get 25% of your paycheck. Wouldn't that be fair? I mean, after all, doesn't the left champion the idea of fairness? All right. Time to change gears. We're going to get real focused on Florida. Most of my listeners are from Florida, in Florida, not all, but we're going to focus on the Florida legislature. What's coming up? Sal Nuzo joins me next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Number three already, day six of the siege. Show number 4394 of the morning show with Preston Scott. You tell me who's going to outlast who. Just saying. Joining me, Sal Nuzo, the James Madison Institute. If you've not uh, been with us in a while, Sal joins us about every month. And then once the session starts every week and gives us as fine an overview of what you really need to know about the legislative session. 
And it is vitally important that you remain engaged in all of what happens inside the Sunshine State. We have largely avoided a lot of the pitfalls that other states are enduring right now, Sal, partially because we have elected people that have been fairly good at being watchmen on the wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. There, there is a... Um, there was a a concerted effort from the 2000 election to get electioneering and elections right in the state. And I largely believe that uh, over the course of that time, as 2020's election uh, kind of was a testament to, Florida went from zero to hero in, uh, in kind of the conduct of an election, uh, whereas other states, smaller states, uh, you know, took days, weeks, and in one case, a month to uh, report results. We had our numbers, our votes collected, our numbers tabulated and reported within a few hours. Would it be fair to say, broadly speaking, before we get to Florida-specific things, that states with Republican legislatures would be advised to make certain that their electoral processes processes are in keeping with an honest election? Uh, well, why Why just limit it to Republican legislature? I think every because state, I don't yeah. think other states are willing to do it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think Democrat. I believe Democrats don't have an interest in it. I, I you know, I in terms of questioning motivations, I, I won't jump. I understand that. Who, but uh, I, I would think that any state that had challenges with uh, the conduct of their elections, whether it was collecting votes, registering voters, or reporting the results, should uh, look to the Sunshine State as a model. Are you? Supposed surprised that that the challenge of Pennsylvania by other states was not heard by the U.S. Supreme Court? I Yes and no. I thought that uh, in the case of Pennsylvania, I thought Justice Alito had it right in uh, kind of dissenting from the decision to not hear the case before the election. I thought once the election happened, the cat was kind of out of the bag on that one, and it was going to be very difficult, if not impossible, as we saw, to kind of go back down and uh, effectively nullify what they were reporting. I thought they should have heard it beforehand, and he was psychic in his prediction that this would uh, come back to bite them. How could this court, though, say even after the fact that the other states don't have standing when it impacts a national office? Ah, uh, you're asking a question that I'm just I, curious. I am not a constitutional scholar. Does it so. trouble you a little bit? Oh, sure. Yeah, the, the conduct of a, of a number of states and how they collected and reported ballots was incredibly troubling. So uh, it's something that I think uh, I, you know, we, I'm just concerned that they didn't follow their own laws. Yeah, that that's big. That that, that to me is big. That yeah. they were adjusting and and kind of altering laws almost seemingly on the fly. All right, let's take this piece at a time. Uh, just a snapshot where we are with the governor and the expectations for the session sure well we haven't seen uh, the governor's budget proposal but i expect it to be fairly lean uh, if you remember last year he did a line item veto in florida the governor has line item veto authority he line item vetoed just over a billion dollars uh which was you know given the realities he needed to but it was unheard of in terms of historical context uh i would expect us coming in somewhere in the neighborhood of 90 to 91 and a half billion dollars uh it looks like from the revenue estimators we're gonna see somewhere in the neighborhood of a billion seven five to two billion in terms of a budget gap that they have to plug now remember 
Uh, Florida, like most other states, has a balanced budget requirement. That's the one constitutional requirement that the state legislature has. Sal Nuzzo with us. We're going to continue our discussion this half hour. We're talking about the upcoming legislative session. Lots to get through next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. stops here. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. No time to lose. Uh, Sal Nuzzo <laughs> with the James Madison Institute, Vice President of Policy with me. And we're talking about the upcoming... First, when does the session start, the Florida session? The session begins the uh, first, uh, the first full... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Week, uh, Tuesday in March. I forget the actual date, but it's uh, March, first week of March. So committee weeks have happened or happening? Yes, happening. We had one already. Uh, this week is also a committee week. It's an entirely new environment because of COVID protocols. Ordinarily, the Capitol would be kind of a bustling place. It's yeah. largely a uh, ghost town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to participate in the process as a citizen or an advocate or, or you're with an association and you want to testify on a bill, you have to go to the uh, to the Civic Center and uh, go to a particular room and you testify remotely. It's a just a very, very different climate and, and environment. The session this this year, let's talk about the makeup of the House and the Senate. Sure. You've got a uh, Repu- uh, Republicans uh, control both chambers in the House. You've got 7842, uh, which is a five-seat increase uh, over the prior uh, the prior term. In the Senate, you've got 2416, which is a one-seat increase. Uh, the, that wasn't expected. No, it was not. And one of those races was came down to only about 30 or 40 votes uh, down in uh, the South Florida area. Uh, you know, the the leadership control a lot of the uh, statewide uh, PAC money to kind of um, kind of defend in, in seats and go that route. And so uh, they ended up uh, on the on the winning end, which is a very important number because 2020's legislature, the two year term is the legislature that will do the redistricting and reapportionment. What do you expect the priorities to be for? Let's start with House Speaker. Sprouts. I think there are a couple of things that are going to be priorities of the speaker that the Senate president is also very much on board with. And that first and foremost is COVID liability protection for businesses. So you've mm-hmm. got a situation in which, um, you know, we're trying to get a business climate back to where it was. Florida's historically had a very challenging uh, and very litigious litigation environment, uh, not, not in the good sense. And so, um, there is, I think, believe it's House Bill 7 uh, that has been uh, proposed, and it's been through one committee hearing. I think it's got another one uh, this week, which will protect businesses as long as they adhere to the CDC guidelines. They cannot be sued if you happen to go to a business, say a restaurant, and a week later get tested positive for COVID. You can't sue the restaurant and everybody there to, uh, who you know, who you just to 
get a paycheck. Are, are pro-business forces buoyed at all by the latest statistics which show that, that though Florida has taken a very different route than California in opening up versus California, their infection rates per 100,000 are the same? 100%. I think this is a, uh, and you do not hear this narrative in the traditional national media, nope. and it's very, very important. Florida went an entirely different route. Governor DeSantis took a very strategic, very targeted approach to the COVID uh, to the COVID pandemic at the early parts, and he stuck to his guns in the summer when we had an uptick in those cases. And now you see, uh, just as you mentioned, actually California's past Florida in COVID uh, uh, infections per one hundred thousand. And when best you, as we know, yeah, the, yes, yes, the the data are. Yeah, under lock and key. And then you get to, uh, when you look at um, uh, deaths per per capita, which is a tragedy, but when you look at it, Florida is actually below Michigan, Illinois, New York, all of these states that did these draconian lockdowns. So uh, the the narrative is, from the traditional national media, is not matching the reality on the ground. When we come back, we're going to talk about any constitutional issues we should be worried about. Uh, any discussion yet about the possibility of lawmakers discussing a rollback of the minimum wage in a couple of years? I think that's going to find its way to the ballot at some point. I think at some point they're going to have to give the business community a couple of years to deal with the consequences of this, watch the jobs disappear in a few areas, and I think they might give us a redo on that. What are your thoughts? I think it's... <sighs> Hard to say two years from now, but might I have need a, more time. I have a thought on on how that might look. All right, we'll get to that as well as what are the big items in store. What about guns? There's a ton of bills. I think they're all bad except for a couple. We'll get to all that next on the morning show. UFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And free. And iHeart's radio station. Sal Nuzzo with me from the James Madison Institute where he has served for many years as vice president of policy. Quit dating me. I don't date you. I'm married. (laughs) Don't don't look at me that way. <laughs> Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. We are here in Studio 1B. Um, are we facing the threat of any more constitutional amendments that will ruin our state like the like the minimum wage did? Gosh, I hope not. Uh, thankfully, uh, John Morgan uh, decided uh, to publicly state that the minimum wage uh, hike was his uh, swan song. So I don't believe that he's going to be funding any future initiatives with that, plus the uh, the way that the legislature has kind of tightened some of the the... the the process under which citizens' initiatives get to the ballot, I think we're uh, we're in good shape for the future. All right, so let's talk about what is the what you think are the attention getting that we should be paying attention to issues that are going to come up in session. I mentioned, you know, there is a just a litany of bad gun bills out there, and most of them are always bad. And a lot of them are going to die in committee; they're never going to get yep. heard. Are there any that we should be paying attention to? 
I don't know that there's going to be a huge appetite uh, for uh, advancing a whole lot of like the open carry or campus carry ones. Uh, just- what about the expansion of Castle Doctrine when it comes to defending your business or home from property theft or destruction? Well, this actually ties into uh, one of the big bills for the session, which is HB1, which is the anti-rioting uh, bill that the that the House and, and Senate are t- going to be taking up. It was a priority of Governor DeSantis after uh, the summer. Uh, I will state that after the incidents at the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol, they pulled the language and actually rewrote some of the provisions of it. And one of the things that I believe they took out, I haven't read the whole thing in its entirety since it re-came out, but I do believe that they took out the expansion of Stand Your Ground uh, protection. So they've um, not necessarily watered it down, but they have altered it based on kind of current events and what the temperature they're getting from uh, from members in their districts. Why would they change that at all? Uh, you know, because, I mean, the thought was we have to do something based on Portland and Seattle to make sure that people that have their homes broken into are protected, that people have their stuff stolen from their business are protected. I think it, it and there may be a an effort to kind of do it as a separate uh, piece of policy, but I okay. think in the context of how they were discerning uh, an anti-rioting and what some were calling an anti-protest bill, which I would take issue with, they were saying we've got to get kind of the language of this tightened up and cleaned up to be able to kind of make certain that it can be explained appropriately in the context of the summer versus what happened at the Capitol. What about some other bills? I think a big one, a big one you're going to hear a lot about, uh, came out on Thursday from Senator Manny Diaz. It is an expansion and consolidation of all of the school choice, almost all of the school choice programs in the state. It's Senate Bill 48, and uh, it's something that JMI has uh, kind of been paying attention to and participating in the process over many years to advance the the concepts of, of dollars flowing to parents and kids as opposed to zip codes. So you've got a whole heap of school choice programs around the state, right. uh, the Gardner, the McKay, the tax credit scholarship program. This bill would effectively consolidate all of those into one education savings account with the exception of Gardner because there are some concerns or issues there because it affects kids with disabilities. So I think there were some just some reasons why they couldn't do that. But it would make the process for parents to access school choice in the state a whole lot more streamlined, a whole lot more efficient. And it's something that uh, we've read over the language it's great even the folks uh at a group like step up for students which runs the tax credit scholarship program they uh, gave a statement in support of it so it's uh it's something that i think is going to have a lot of momentum moving forward internet sales tax is that going to get tackled i do believe so Uh, this will be the year and i think it's a kind of a nexus of the economy, the budget, and uh, kind of Joe Gruder's and his political muscle in the Senate. He's been proposing this for years. And the uh, idea is to protect brick and mortar a little bit better. Yeah, the idea is that if you are a uh, if you are an online sale, if you sell only online and you do not have a brick and mortar establishment in the state, the consumer is the one required to remit the sales tax. Now that just does not happen. And so uh, this would require the businesses that only to sell collect it. to collect it and remit it to the State Department of Revenue. It's going to be a few hundred million dollars. And when you've got a uh, you know a budget gap of about two billion that you got to plug, this is 
this is going to be the year that they do it, I think. You could make the argument, though, it's not it's not just about plugging gaps. It's about a little level of fairness. Absolutely. And JMI posted a, a policy paper two weeks ago that uh, kind of championed the idea of doing it in a way that does not replicate the mistakes of other states, like having a proper threshold for your small Etsy businesses and those things, so you're not kind of uh, shutting down uh, business in the state. All right. Look forward to next month where we preview the whole thing. Looking forward to, Sue. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Sal Nuzzo with me. It's time for news. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right, that's for Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. Morning show with Preston Scott. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Righty, thank you very much for joining us. More and more people doing it all the time, and uh, I'm grateful. Really, thank you very much. Uh, Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. Sal Nuzzo will be back next month. We'll preview the session. We'll lay it all out for you, and then each and every week, we will tell you what happened in the week that was, and we will preview the week that is to come. And uh, really, I think it is without a doubt the best concise overview of the legislative session and the things that impact or will impact you anywhere in media in Florida. There, I, Honestly, there's nothing out there that touches what we do on a weekly basis, and all of that goes to Sal Nuzzo. Um, Sal brought the idea to us a couple years ago, and, um, man, I'm so indebted and grateful to his efforts at keeping us abreast of what's going on. It's it's strictly from the perspective of the James Madison Institute. You know, as we were talking, we were talking about the way various lobbying groups do their thing. JMI works from a policy perspective, and they simply inform you of what, from a policy perspective, is going on inside the state. And uh, And if you 
you know, like knowing about things like that, you jump in and support JMI. Um, if you like the knowledge. Lobbying groups advance the interests of their the people that donate to them. It's it's a ve- it's a different model. You know, JMI just says, here's the policy. What do you think? One way or the other. This is what this does. And it comes from the perspective of, you know, a, a limited government role. You know, the government should have a limited role in our lives. And uh, there's no doubt that what Ron DeSantis has done, for example, as governor of Florida, is vastly different than what Gavin Newsom has done or Andrew Cuomo has done in California, New York, respectively. Totally different models. And as a result, very different outcomes with the, with the economy. <sighs> Big stories in the press box. Joe Biden, nothing we can do to change the pandemic trajectory. So, all of this hand-wringing, all of the, you know, it's the buzzword, draconian measures taken by governors and legislatures and elected officials chairman of county commissions that then proceeded to get beat in their election um, to order mandates when they're, they, they have no effect. You didn't do anything to help. All you've done is hurt business. And I maintain the idea that we just kind of stumbled on through a lawmaker in Michigan. Lawmaker in Michigan said Gretchen Whitmer now, ironically, after Biden's election and installation in office, Now Michigan's going to open up restaurants. 25% capacity. Look at me. Aren't I generous? One state lawmaker said, fine, then you should have 25% of your salary. And that's the way I believe that we should approach local elected officials, regardless of what city you live in. Fine. Whatever that is, that's what your paycheck looks like. County officials in Leon County should have been getting 25% of their pay or 10% of their pay or none. If they close down any portion of, of business, no pay. I just keep reminding them, you're getting paid. Some of you very, very well in your public jobs. Some of the appointed officials are making better than $250,000. 225000 plus benefits. They keep getting paid. Sadly, not all businesses are getting paid. But that's not all. We'll get to the rest as we wrap up the show in a little bit. 40 minutes after the hour, when we come back, the hammers? The hammers! Yes, on the morning show. Weekend weather on the tens and the truth all the time. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Over the weekend, a passing of monumental proportions in the world of sports. The Hammer, Hank Aaron, passed away over the weekend at the age of 86. couple things. First, Hank Aaron surpassed Babe Ruth as the all-time leading home run hitter. 
only to be surpassed by what? Barry Bonds? The Barry Bonds that surpassed him? Was it Mark McGuire then Bonds? I think single season versus career. Ah. I think career, and and you could be right. I don't know. I mean, you can Google that real quickly and and not Google it. You can duck duck it. <laughs> uh, um, I got to get out of that habit and see who the all-time leading home run hitter is right now, uh, according to Major League Baseball. But I will tell you, it ought to be Hank Aaron. Just like Roger Maris ought to still be the record holder for the most home runs in a single season. It should not be Barry Bonds. Mark McGuire is 11. It is Barry Bonds and then Hank Aaron and then Babe Ruth. And it shouldn't be Barry Bonds. Yeah. He cheated. Mark McGuire cheated. Barry shouldn't have the single season. Mark McGuire shouldn't have had the single season. None of them should be considered. Hank Aaron should sit atop as the all-time leading home run hitter consistently the best home run hitter in baseball history. Never had a 60 season, but just consistently beat the cheese out of the baseball. They changed baseballs. They made baseballs deader. They made them livelier. They did all kinds of things to change the spin. They'd raise the the uh, the seams. They'd lower the seams. They'd do all kinds of things to try to affect hitting or pitching. Actually, both, really. But Hammer and Hank kept hitting home runs. Just an astonishing career. He deserves to be the number one home run hitter of all time until somebody legally beats him. And honestly, I don't think anyone's going to play the game long enough to do it. That's just my opinion. But the second part of the story is there's now a move afoot to rename the Atlanta Braves the Atlanta Hammers in honor of Hank Aaron and to do away with once and for all the controversy of being the Braves. Now, I don't have a problem with the Braves. I didn't have a problem with the Indians. I don't have a problem with any of this stuff unless they, if they caricaturize the mascot to the point where it looks silly and it's offensive to some, I get that. Then come up with a cool mascot. I thought the best idea, for example, for the Cleveland Indians while they're figuring out what their new name's going to be. Have they settled on a new name? Not yet. Yeah. Uh, so, so important was this decision that they're going to wait a year. All of, yeah, the headline, we're going to change it? Never mind. It's offensive. It hurts. And, and we need to do something about it. But we need one more year of merchandise sales. Next year. <laughs> we want to get everybody a chance to buy their classic Cleveland Indians logo. Right. And spend money before it's gone. And it'll work. They'll sell a bunch of gear. The smart play would have been, no, we're not going to change it, but what we're going to do is we're going to go to the Indian culture of the region and we're going to ask them to create a logo for us. Create a mascot, a look that honors what what they stand for. Now, that would have been the approach to do. It, in essence, what Florida State has done over the years. Honor. Respect cool but political correctness will win out we'll see what happens with atlanta but hank aaron should be the number one home run hitter of all time not the cheater who by the way i once told get out of our gym and he had to
Okay. Here's the story. When I was in high school, a group of us from competing high schools, we were all buddies. We competed like crazy against each other, but we were friends. All went to different schools, and we would get together at Coronado High School on Saturday mornings most of the year and play pickup basketball. And it was usually a gathering of the better players. And so we all made each other better. And uh, some of my, my good friends from my high school days, we all just showed up. And uh, a guy named Mark Allery, Mark played at Duke. Mark was younger than us. Mark's older brother, Roger, had the key to the gym. He, I don't know if he worked for Coronado High School, or, but he had a key to the gym, so he'd open it up for us. And he would play, and you know some of the older guys would show up, and it was it was you win, you stay on, and you put your team together, and you'd play, and you know we'd play three four hours, and then call it a day. Well, one morning this skitty kid walks in, and he's demanding to play, and it was it was Barry Bonds, <laughs> Barry's dad retired and was living in Scottsdale and Barry went to Coronado High School. I think he ended up going to Arizona State University if I'm not mistaken on a baseball scholarship. And so we you're 13. It's we just looked at him and said, "Get out. Get out of here." And you know, this these were varsity high school basketball players. We're not the tutoring team. The junior high team. Yeah, we're not. We're not here <laughs> coaching you. Give it. Get lost. So I I enjoyed the the distinction of knowing that I ordered Barry Bonds out of our gym. Even though it was, I went to Chaparral High School, I it was Coronado. It was one of our competitors. Mark Jepson played for Coronado. He was there, and uh, Steve Schaller. One of my good friends played for Scottsdale High, and he was there. And was it Jimmy or Scott? Anyway, um, might have been Jimmy, Jimmy Schaller. And um, and then um, you know we we it was just it was so much fun, and it was really great fun to tell him to get lost. Brought to you by Barino Heating and Air. It's the Morning Show 180 on WFLA. Look back at the radio program in 180 seconds or less. Joe Biden, there is nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic. That's not what he said when he campaigned. Come on, man. (laughs) That's not what I said. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anybody in the mainstream media going to hold him to account? That was a Friday dump. That was that was just, yeah. No, he, he campaigned on the fact from his basement that when he was in charge, we'd have control of this pandemic. Now suddenly, there's nothing we can do. He's also saying, "Buy American." Where's the media there? Look, I love it. That's great. The problem is the mainstream media is treating it totally different than Trump's message of America first. The message by American is the message of America first. 
No, no. Not with the mainstream media. California ignoring public records requests. They are keeping the coronavirus data hidden. Why? Because Democrats are in charge and because it'll confuse the public. Yeah, you know, let me know how it works out for you, Gavin. Is 1.4 million get to signing that recall petition, and uh, you face recall election. Sal Nuzo prepared us for the legislative session. Talked a little NFL football with Bill Zimfer. Super Bowl set. Tampa Bay hosting <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs. Tomorrow, U.S. Congressman Dr. Neil Dunn, a manly minute, money talk, and more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.